And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the GEICO app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the GEICO app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I am RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week, we are covering World War Z. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to kick off the show, first of all, thanks to everyone who's listening. Uh, If you're listening live, you know, the phones are open. We've got the chat room up at Blog Talk Radio on the site. So you can jump in and ask us any questions or give us your thoughts and feelings about the awesome zombie movie that is World War Z. Before we jump in, I do want to say it's funny because... I couldn't tell if that was sarcastic or like positive, but go ahead. Well, I, I, whether it's good or bad, it's I awesome just, it zombie was just movie. It was, just one of these, it was just one of these moments where I'm like, I can't actually tell if he's being sarcastic yeah, or that's not. That's what I'm thinking. Right. Um, we did get uh, a bunch of emails over the course of the last week. I thought we were going to. Unfortunately... Uh. Uh, you know, none of them were really kind of like asking questions or or saying like, uh, you know, this is Superman or, okay, Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly one of those movies because it's the, you know, most exploding the Internet yeah. movie Lighting up in, the conversation. In, in quite a while. Right. And it, unfortunately, it's all the same conversation. But <laughs> yeah. uh, nobody really uh, asked us specific questions or said, you know now talk about this more or or <laughs> anything like that which you know please send us those emails right. if you've got something that you want to talk to us about or you want to say you know you said this about man of steel and right. clearly you're idiots so sure. or genius this right sure um you know we'll we'll get to them but we got a fair amount of emails and everyone who emails us is awesome and brilliant yeah. themselves too but uh, none of them were were exactly questions. It was just, uh, and now we'll have to spoil the movie again. If you're someone who who, in <laughs> who avoided the show is in last some week. crazy world where you don't know what happens in Man of Steel, yeah. you know, we just got more emails where where it was it. It's terrible that he killed him. Right. I don't care if he killed him. It's right, okay if he right. killed him. It doesn't matter. And. <laughs> And they were about equal, right. although uh, probably you know a few more percentage points leaning towards the fact that he killed him was horrible. Oh, I just think it's but, funny. But that so someone it, it was really just we just got and, a bunch of votes basically. Yeah. If we'd have put a that's poll, cool. that's cool. If we'd have put a poll, which you know, had I been thinking at the time, that's what I'd have done yeah. when I put it on the on the website. Except then it's like instant spoiler right, right. in there because yeah. you have to go. Is it okay that he killed him? Is it not okay that he killed him? Right. And, uh, you know, not only is there all of the, I mean, just everyone everywhere is just, this is like the argument of movies for the last right year at least or something that it's, it's everywhere. Uh, but I did want to mention now going back to last week that another big thing that has happened is that there's this kind of now famous uh, Zack right. Snyder interview where he talks about his decision to do it. Right. And everybody is all over the fact that Christopher Nolan was against it at first and had to be convinced. And right. I guess finally he was convinced. David Goyer, uh, obviously. Yeah. And uh, the the funny thing to me about it was that uh, the way Zack Snyder talks about it being an origin story, like uh, he's he kind of just you know throws off the fact that everyone says Superman has this huge long-standing tradition of not killing people. Right. And, you know, then the other side like you says he killed this guy, he killed in this comic, he, he killed, killed in this, killed whatever. Right. And, uh, and, but Zack, Zack Snyder says, uh, it doesn't even matter because this is the origin story. So right. he, he yeah. doesn't actually have that long-standing tradition of anything because right. this is the origin story. 
Which that's the point that I just stopped listening to you because right. that's yeah. just crazy. Yeah, that, that makes no sense at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, anyway, I don't know that that's the battle that's been raging on. But we did get a lot of emails, and I wanted to mention it because it was uh, it was very cool to get the emails. None of them really just had anything that kind of translated into like a follow up talking about it more right. at all. But uh, still, it's great Those to get the common. emails. But yeah. But yeah, that's what that's what I should do. I should go fix it now, maybe. Right. And just put that poll up there. So is that horrible or not? Well, I've, the one th- the one point we never got to, and we had a long show about it. Right. And I think even as strange as it sounds, we could have even had a longer show. Like there's a lot. It, it's interesting to see so much discussion, right, for sure. and I haven't seen it in a long time about something like this. So that's that's kind of fun. But one of the things that I've been telling people when they've asked me, like, oh, did you guys do the show? And I'm like, yeah. Well, what did you think? And there's a discussion that goes back and forth, and they, they all seem to say, like what you're saying, which are the same things, so either yes or no about the death, but also about these other things. And I just said, remember what the movie is called. Every Superman film before this has been Superman Does Something. Exactly. And this has not even got Superman in the title at right. all. It's, and this it's is absolutely like we are purposely, distancing ourselves. Absolutely. Totally. It's called Man right. of Steel. Like, it's not Superman. I mean, obviously right. it is, but maybe as the story progresses and the arc concludes itself, There'll be a Superman somewhere in there, but it's it's distancing and it's telling if you pay attention to it. Right. And whenever I reminded the the people that I've talked to over the last week about it, they were like, "Oh, right." The yeah. the, the next so movie still, will, the next movie will know. be called. Well, see, so at the end of the movie, also we get the whole Daily Planet thing, right? Which you know, for me, I was as far as like the backstory of it, and you know, not that we're going to review this movie again or anything, but <laughs> that would be fun. you know, for me, I was not so concerned with specifically the killing itself Mm -hmm. as I was with all of the ways that we were playing around with everything that happens throughout Throughout. the kind of whole, the whole giant story, you know, like boom, right away we've got, uh, she knows about him. She finds the ship and everything. And it's like practically the first superhero thing that happens is it's just like she automatically knows about it. Right. And and then at the at the end of the movie, way after he's done all kinds of super things, been basically on every TV channel in the universe because of this dramatic thing, right. now I'm going to go be a reporter right. and no one will recognize me because I put glasses on. Yeah. And it it's like, I, I don't know. It's just really weird. Here's here's our clip. Here's our very quick, you know, synopsis. Uh, story sucked. Cast was great. That's right. that's it. Uh, the cast was great. Story sucked. And the cast was really wasted. And it, yeah. that that was an irritating so. feature to me anyway. So uh, World War Z. So we don't really have a whole lot going on uh, right. uh, other than just reviewing the movie. Next week, I'm not sure what we're going to do, and it's kind of interesting because it it may actually just come down to what what opens around here or what we can get access to otherwise, because right. there's not necessarily so much of the hugest things ever. And then the week after that is like Pacific Rim, I think yep. opens in two weeks. There's still a fair number of films we haven't gotten to on the show. That's true. If there we, if there are several bogged. movies, if they actually show up here and right. uh, yeah, anyway, um, World War Z. So Brad Pitt, gigantic uh, zombie movie. And here's one too, where, Theoretically, we're kind of in the same boat in a way uh, because neither of us have read the book. Right. But from just countless sources, it, yeah. the the understanding is that it has very little connection yeah. to the book. It's not really. Uh, it's not really it, a great it, adaptation. It's not really it. like an, a strict adaptation where you're you're really telling the story. Right. And I don't know exactly what kind of ways that goes wrong or how it how it shifts and everything. Yeah. But a very different movie if you have and have not read the book. Because yeah. if you've read the book and you go, yeah, I want to see a movie of that. It's funny. That's apparently not what you're going to get at it's, all. It's funny just because somebody asked me yesterday before we – and we saw this movie last night. Right. And uh, it was in 3D. And I really liked the 3D. For it. it when it when it showed, I, I liked the three D too. Except that I, I didn't. I thought there were long stretches where you didn't get anything out of the fact yeah. that it was three D. It yeah. was practically. I, I mean, for for hu- for huge amounts of time, 
there's you know nothing that's gonna ha- do anything. Right. There's uh, the whole like last about forty minutes or so. Yeah. There's virtually nothing that could possibly do anything <laughs> unless somebody just threw something. I randomly. saw I saw a couple friends that were talking about how mad they are that the previews for World War Z don't look like the book at all. Like it really deviates from the story that they love and. Just because I was trying to stir up some fun, I was like, "Oh, you mean like Superman? Like how that how that right. trailer looked like the book a lot?" And, right. and man, you should have seen the a bomb that that created. Right. That was funny. But but yeah, I thought it was interesting when right, it was right when the movie started. And you do this to me sometimes when there's a book, you, right. you nudge me, you go, "Hey, did you read the book?" Right? Because <laughs> I'm like, I, "Oh my god!" No. I kept I kept meaning to ask you. That. I was going to ask you too. And then I, you know, I wanted to know. <laughs> Going into the movie just as we're sitting there, mm-hmm. because, you know, if we're sitting there watching the movie and all of a sudden you start going, oh, I, I want to be able to <laughs> right. have like some idea. Is that because clearly right. we're screwing up the book or just because this is dumb as a movie scene. or something right. like that? And that makes right? sense. But it, and I thought it was interesting because we both would would have normally read this. I thought at some point it's been out for a while. And uh, well, before we get too far into it, because I feel like we're starting to just review the hell out of it. We should give stars. Right. Well, we should, we should try I don't to know keep... that we're, we're just babbling about it, really. We're not we, reviewing we babble it. Our Although, you know, the distinction there is one that maybe <laughs> is open to interpretation. But, right. yeah, we should. So we're going to, uh, as as you know, we've kind of switched around our format. and We want to start with the star ratings and uh, partially based on Shane's theory that wherever you go on the Internet, if you read a review or if you're reading a review in the newspaper yeah. – Especially in the newspaper, actually. Magazine, it's not like, no matter whatever. where it is, mm-hmm. it's still in your same exact field of sight. Right. Movie reviews in newspapers now being what they are. Like four, Nobody covers You're them. lucky if you get 400 words yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, but you know what the star rating is going in. So right. with us, we were always like kind of down to the last <laughs> minute Second, and, yeah. and saying what it is. So, um, That's funny. I am pretty solidly, I think, at three and a half. Uh, I I wondered if you would be at three or two and a half ish. That that's pretty cool. I I'm pretty firm at four. Yeah. I had I had a lot of fun, and I think as we'll get into it, some of that really comes from having real low expectations based on all the news right, that's been right. surrounding this. And then, even though there are problems with it, and even though you can certainly see where almost like a line in the in the film where they had to do all their extra work. It's almost very clear if you're really aware of the story. I still had a lot of fun with it. By the way, if uh, I, I'm going to throw this out really quick. Oh, if, uh, if We apologize for any background sounds that may come through. Uh, I know the last couple of weeks, I don't know what it is exactly, and we're not, you know, that we don't have an engineer intern or anything like that. The mics <laughs> right. are really hot because yeah. I'm, you know, uh, my bearded dragon is eating and I can hear it <laughs> on here. So it's like, I couldn't hear that. It's that's like weird. crunch, crunch, crunch. All of a sudden, like, uh, what okay. short? Oh, that's the zombies. I have to turn my headphones <laughs> up. Well, anyway. Anyway, um, it's like being here with us. Yeah, so I feel like uh, I, I, was pretty, I was pretty good with three and a half because it, it was. For me, it was definitely better than average, and I might have had the same kind of low expectation thing possibly going yeah. on too. Uh, I'm, I'm not always the hugest fan of Brad Pitt. Yeah, it, he's he's very hit or miss for me. Yeah. it's like you know he's definitely been in stuff where I thought he was very cool, right? And he's really definitely been in stuff where. Um, he almost kind of falls in the same boat with me. Uh, it's interesting because we saw the trailer going into this for uh, Elysium. I wonder if you'd bring that up. And uh, and Jodie Foster is the you know queen like the, queen yeah. bad guy, whatever she is. She's the person on the <laughs> right on the big giant space station where all the rich people live, or whatever exactly that story is. Right. And uh, and, and she for me has I've really lost touch with her. Especially, you know, somewhere around like, I'm not even sure, like, like four, four, four or five years after Silence of the Lambs, probably, like, like wherever, like around kind of, that, around that, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, she really just lost her ability to convince me of anything. Yeah, and and Brad Pitt often, Brad Pitt is weird because he will come and go with it. Yeah, it's like if he's in the wrong movie, it he he's glaring. in the same place. Yeah. If he's 
if he's doing well and he's in a good movie, then he he can definitely still be pretty good. And he was he was good in this. Yeah, I, I liked him in this a lot more than I usually do, probably. But um, when he's in the wrong wrong thing, he can really strike me as just in that wrong place. And, and like with Jodie Foster, for for her, I almost feel like at this point she does whatever she wants to do, and she just says it's good acting because I'm doing it. Right. So that's how you know that it's good acting. Right. And, and she's just and and I'm like, no. There are some, there <laughs> I are, just, yeah, there are some actors and actresses that for me I'm always I'm I'm not as you're being more kind and you don't feel as I'm taking it to a, a harder degree where I see them and I'm like, they're not acting. They're, that's that's them. That's right. not doing anything but showing up, standing in the right line and right. saying their line. And I know that's not what you're saying, but I was thinking back after we left the theater, you know, some of Brad Pitt's latest films because I am basically a big Brad Pitt fan. I like him in almost everything I've seen him in. And I'm thinking, wow, this was really different from Killing Them Softly, which is the last film we saw him in, right. which and, was really good. And he was and really good in he's that. He was really good in that. And then this is just, those are both leagues away from the role he played as Billy Bean and, and Moneyball. And I loved right. Moneyball too. Right. So, you know, I agree though. When I he's loved, not in a, when I he's loved not in the Moneyball right role, too. I loved Moneyball too, but I didn't, Especially love him in it. He was good. I was surprised I, at I how think subtle. That, I didn't think he was great for me. In yeah, that. I just I saw him play a guy who isn't normally the guy Brad Pitt played. Right, and I was happy to see him just get into it, and it seemed like he really enjoyed it. Yeah. So I was more refreshed at that. But I mean, you know, all these other films except <laughs> World War Z. So <laughs> right. Um, so uh, okay, World War Z. Now, like I said, this is apparently very different if you've read the book and if you're only seeing the movie. So. You know who knows. I definitely want to love to hear from people. I, I want to read the book now, but yeah, yeah if if uh, you happen to be live and you can jump in the chat room and tell us some stuff about your or impressions call. of yeah. the book or whatever. Yeah. Um but as a movie, the movie starts out and there are some points in the movie where I guess kind of just the specific thing they were doing, I thought, oh, you know, it's just such a cheesy it's a cliched kind little of thing of, yeah. little spot. But uh, anyway, so he's he's X something when we start off. Yeah, like United and, Nations investigator. And, and oddly enough, this is the breakfast, right? That we're going to mention what Daddy used to do or something, right. which very timely. Which frankly is unnecessary. That's see certain things like that. The the part of it that bugs me is that you didn't have to do it. Right. And it's it's goofy and you didn't have to do it anyway. Some you know, there are some goofy things you have to do. Right. And you go, Well, but we, we need We've got to you've got to know he can do that. And or, whatever, right. right? And this one you didn't really need it, but it's this it's just the goofiest little you know, kid talking about her dad's ex job and this whole whatever. I don't know. Anyway. Um so we have these reports in this unnerving and I felt kind of awkward opening part that's not really like a scene it's just the background of the credits where they're giving you information about the movie and there are these weird reports of people acting crazy and stuff happening like all over the world and whatever and then we go into uh breakfast at brad pitt's house and and then we see on the TV, like, uh, someone somewhere has declared martial law, and then we get to ask about martial law, and okay. then they're driving, like, to camp or something, and they're going through somewhere downtown New York, and there's a lot of traffic, right. and and then it just sort of hits. Crazy stuff starts happening. Right. People are turning into these zombies i mean whatever it is we're calling them zombies at one point early on in the movie they talk about it as like this super rabies right. or something right and then they never mention that again which right. i thought was a little weird this yeah that's one of the things that we later talked about having they want their cake and they want to eat it too they want it right. to be a zombie film but it's more in line with a contagion movie right and they want to bridge both of them and get the best of both of them and and, and they want to have like uh it doesn't always work. like matt damon's contagion right they want to have you know, clearly that's just a super serious film, mm -hmm. and right, and and no one is going to call anything in that movie a zombie, zombie no right. matter what happens, right? And yeah, they want to kind of have both. They want to have this whole science thing, and you know, outbreak, and right. and how do you can 
contain things or what's the solution or something like that, except that what the contagion is is being a zombie or whatever, right? right? Yeah. So it's this whole combination, which I could see being kind of cool in the book. Right. And making a little less sense when you have to tell everything really fast in a yeah. movie or something. Right. So, so, but anyway, they're, they're driving along and basically all hell breaks loose and, you know, trucks are driving and, and people who are zombies are getting affected with this, whatever it is they're affected with right. are, you know, getting behind cars and taking people out right. and, yeah. and things are blowing up and everything's going, going crazy and right at the beginning there, when we don't even know what's happening, we get like this little clue that Brad Pitt is this kind of super investigator or whatever because he sees somebody get bit. And even though all the world is exploding right. around him, he still is like focusing and he starts counting right. how long it takes until you turn into a zombie. Right. So he's got that in the back of his mind for the whole rest of the movie, right. which uh, there are several scenes where that kind of becomes interesting because now it's like the, he, he starts the clock ticking on whether or not you have to <laughs> – pop someone in the head right. and they start turning. Right. And uh and so anyway, they you know, that first part is just about him trying to get out or something. He makes a phone call to uh I forget what this guy is. He's like the deputy he's like the, yeah, he's like secretary the, something right. whatever. Right. Who of the UN. Yeah. Who he used to work for or whatever and and the idea is they're going to go rescue him. Because they want him right. involved in trying to figure out what to do. Yeah, and they want and, to backtrack it to find where it started from so they can maybe Right. Our our theory is that if we it. if we have patient zero, right, then that will give us something that any other patient won't get us right. that will help us to make a cure or make a vaccine or right. keep people something. from getting it, do something like whatever. Yeah. And, you know, God love the movie science. I have no idea if <laughs> right. patient zero makes any sense to anything or not. But but anyway, it kind of wor that part. As far as movie science goes, that part works fine. Right. I don't know if that makes any sense in real life, but it yeah. it, it works well enough that right. you don't worry mm -hmm. about it when you're watching the movie. Right. Exactly. Um, and so, but then the thing is, you know, they have to get through this like one night where they're trapped, right. and then they go to a supermarket, and there's looting and people killing each other and whatever and it's all you know that was a cool scene i thought madness yeah. ensues and everything and then they've they've got to survive in order to be around for the helicopter that's going to come pick them up so that the real action can begin right <clears throat> and basically it just becomes like this uh strange kind of all around the world trip to try and find out what's going on yeah and of the people who still exist, right. which, uh, you know, you got to think, uh, you know, nobody is more inclined to join the Navy than now all of a sudden they can go, if I can be on a boat and no one right. can get to me, then right. I can't get infected. Right. Um, it, you know, it makes you kind of want to buy a boat, though, because right. then when the zombie apocalypse comes, you usually get, get on good. your boat, usually head yeah. out to water, right. and, and apart from the zombie pirates, you're right. you're pretty safe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, anyway, so it's just about getting to you know they get to the ship where they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna jump from there to wherever they're gonna go. Right. And it's like you know it's just this kind of mad dash at a snail's pace around the world as we sit there and kind of say, where did it come from? Where did people right. first mention it? And then there are these other gigantic clues that we have to see if they make sense or why they make sense. Like Israel has completely walled itself ahead of time. They like did it like almost right. before they knew anything right. was happening. Before right. there was seriously a problem or, and before anyone had any suspicion about anything yeah all of a sudden they walled themselves off and right. hmm, how did that happen right. right and that must mean something they must have had some right. reason for doing it so 
he's always after the intel, so he's going from North so Korea to he, Israel. He goes to uh, he goes to Korea first yeah. because somebody sent an email that included the word zombie. Yeah. He goes to Israel because they walled themselves off and found out that uh, that they did it because of some message or they intercepted they intercepted that code. used the word undead right. or something and and you know one of one of the weirdest things about this movie for me as a as a complete and total experience is we saw this with my son who's twelve and it's a little bit too scary for him maybe maybe. And when we walked out of the movie theater, all of us together, and we started talking about the movie and did we like it? Was it good and everything like that? Right. Yeah. And and his response was, there could have been more of Israel. Yeah. And I said, you know what? There yeah. could have been more of Israel. He, I mean, he liked the parts that happened in Israel. Yeah. And there were a lot of really cool things that happened when they when we were focused on Israel. But all of that part of the movie seemed to be focused on if we can just get out of here as fast as right. we can. It's like we have to do this, it was, but let's get it over with really quick. Yeah. And there were a lot of cool things where, you know, the one guy who he ends up talking to in Israel yep. comes up with this 10th man thing. Yeah. And I thought, what an awesome thing that That's is. A, I, whether <laughs> that it exists is the or it doesn't, idea. it is awesome. And he says it in the most brief way, completely but it is awesome. way. It's and, the most, yeah. it's the most like paragraph description of narrative. He's talking about, you know, they've made a special council. And if, if nine people are in agreement, the 10th person has to disagree just on point of principle so that they don't all suffer from this monotony of thought. Right. And, and he says it so and, quickly. And, not, and all of a sudden I'm that, like, but wow, that's has awesome. to. Not only that, but like has to then adopt like right. the opposite theory and fight for and it, fight you know, for it, and, yeah. and get more information and work from it or whatever. Right. So once they get to that point, it, it's such an interesting part of the film, yeah. I thought. And everything when we're in Israel is just like you know, boom, 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 boom. Let's go and get out of here. And right. so we have to like really rush through that part, which works well enough because obviously we liked it and it was cool. Right. But I thought just the whole of Israel, we could have had a little bit more time there. But it's the most interesting thing where they get this uh, – he tells a theory about um, you know these other things that have happened in Israel's past mm -hmm. where everyone said, yeah, we don't have to worry about that. Right. And that did not work out so well for them. Right. So they, so they adopted the 10th man. So procedure. they decided to adopt this principle where if all nine agree – the 10th person has to take the opposite view and like run with it. Yeah. So they intercept this message or whatever that talks about uh, fighting zombies or whatever, right. which, uh, you know, is similar to other things, but, right. And, and I don't remember if this is the point where it didn't really say zombies, it said undead or it said, yeah, it said you know, whatever it was, it was like, you, you know, clear, clearly zombies, right? And so nine of the people said, yeah, we don't have to worry about that. And right. so he says, so what I did is I assumed that they meant zombies. And right. then I went and found it, tried to find <laughs> out what was going on and, right. <clears throat> and worked off of the theory that. Really, zombies were coming really because zombies. that's what I have to do. Right. And I was like, what a crazy awesome and thing And it's awesome, too, because Brad passed it. Yeah, he's right. listening to him tell that story, and he goes, you were the 10th man. He goes, I right. was. Right. You know, and he's like, and I basically had to convince myself that this was happening. And here we are. And, and do whatever and I had to do to make because it not happen. When and he's in North Korea, you know, when Brad Pitt goes to North Korea, it's basically like – it, there's, I mean, there are a few undead, and they call them Zeeks, which is kind of funny. I'm sure right. that's in the book. You know, it's the military instead of calling them zombies. Um, it was basically like a haunted house. You know, you're basically going in, and there's ghosts, like ghost-like. Of there's all these dead people. Right. But as soon as you get to um, Israel, now it's more like you're in the graveyard at night, and the dead are up just coming after you. Like there's a right. mad dash. So there's like both scary-ish um, kind of situations, but totally different feels to them. And it was – I totally agreed with your with your son. You know, <laughs> right. it, it was it was one of these things where less is great and it was fun, but a little bit more would have been really cool too. Right. But it really is real exists just to give Brad Pitt the next two clues, hook him up with the person that he's going to go to the next place with, which you're going to get to, and then just show how madly out of control – you know, the zombies are at this point. Right. They're like insect-devouring anything. Yeah, they're everywhere. They're, they're like uh, – they're – 
they're like basically if the earth itself got infected with right. a virus right. <laughs> and they're just everywhere. Well, and, and I told you what it looked like to me was just army ants on a nature special, just devouring some animal 50 times, 100 times its size. Like they were just except everywhere. Except that, yeah, except that they keep turning all the right. creatures they That's take true. over into that themselves. A, and that was a good so. moment. That was a, that guy had a – and I'm blanking on the actor's name and I don't know if I could even pronounce his Israeli name. But that guy who was uh, with Brad Pitt in most of those scenes when he was like – Brad Pitt looks and he goes, you're letting people in. Like, right. what, what's, what, are you crazy? And he goes, the more humans we have in here, the less zombies we have to kill out there. And right. I'm like, this guy's got all the greatest throwaway lines in this whole <laughs> right, film. Right. Everything he says in one to four sentences is like this impactful, powerful character. Right. It was really cool. And, if, and really, if we would have had not even necessarily a little bit more of specifically Israel, but right. if we would have had that guy. a little bit more of <laughs> – a little bit more of – that guy, or a little bit more of like the theory we were using in Israel, right? That would have been peppered around in other parts of the right. movie, maybe. But uh, anyway, so so uh, we get to the ship. They have their you know specialist on disease and everything, who's apparently the top brain in the universe the on on the new Wonder Boy. Yeah. Anyway, he's the guy who's gonna find things out. So really the plan is if we put that guy who knows everything about diseases and the whole thing with Brad Pitt, who's the greatest investigator in the universe or whatever it is that he is, right? then we then we throw a bunch of Navy SEALs with them, and then we have the ultimate team to fly all around the world <laughs> and find out right. the cure that we need because uh, <laughs> people are, are – are, Losing right, yeah, left at, and right at yeah. such a speed that if you've ever seen a movie or played a board game or a video game, like I'm watching that scene and I'm like, yep, you got the genius, you know, right, the genius Harvard kid who's like super brain, and you got the experienced, you know, investigator. You got a Navy SEAL team. This is gonna go to right. hell and, quick. And like this is all gonna fall apart. They're the hammer. Fast, right? We're gonna talk yeah, about them being yeah. the hammer. And and so they their first place <laughs> to go is Korea because right. they have. Information, that email, information yeah. that leads them to Korea and everything, and and there's a part there where you know the movie really went wrong for me in a way that really irritated me, yeah. and and not only did it irritate me because you know not that I'm gonna spoil the movie because this happens pretty quick, but you know our genius shoots himself, yeah, and the thing that quite was, by accident, not the, like right, suicide, ac- right, it's accidentally it's foolish it's, it's it's raining there. I think they're under it, attack. Uh, yeah, and, and he so panics. they're they're going up the back of this big transport plane, and he does kind of panic. And Brad Pitt, you know, this is watching too much moviness, right? But <laughs> yeah, they're they're getting out of the plane. You got your Navy SEALs are are have moved out, and they're trying to figure out if it's safe to move or not. And they're all standing there, and so they're kind of coming out very cautiously, right? And everyone's got a gun because right. there's zombies everywhere, even. Yep. Even, the, Even goo- the, the, the goofy genius guy who yep. clearly doesn't know about guns. And Brad Pitt says, keep your finger off the trigger. Right. And I went, he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> so did I. As soon as, he, as soon as Brad Pitt only says yeah. that line so that that guy could shoot himself. He could have just stopped right there, <laughs> taken out his backpack, and put a red Star Trek shirt on that guy. And been like, I'm sorry, dude, but you're a red shirt. But and that's that. But you're gone. You're gone. And you know, the thing that irritated me the most about that, Right, like it's not like the genius guy can't die, right? Right. It's not like we we need him. We don't even really want him because it's so much more fun for Brad Pitt be a quick to, be able, to right. be able to do everything by himself. Right. And you know all of the other things that we'd be dragging <laughs> that scientist guy around. Right. Anyway, we don't want him around for the movie. <laughs> he doesn't. You know when Brad Pitt is later, you know, like trapped in his uh, airplane seat, hanging from whatever, you know. Where are we going to stick that genius right. guy? So, right. anyway, but but does he have to die like that? There's I zombies think... killing everyone everywhere, and everyone's dying left and right all around you. Does he really have to slip and shoot himself? This isn't even a contrarian position. <laughs> this is absolutely just one of these things where we saw it different. I loved it. I loved it so fully because, like what you're saying, he's in a bad place. Like they don't even know what is happening in the world. The zombies it's a are whole everywhere. Existential argument. And, <laughs> no, and it's just it would have been so easy and typical to have the zombies come in and him panic and break rank and run the wrong way, and the seals are like, "No, come back here!" And you know, all of a sudden, right. he and gets then eaten. and then he's dead. I knew he was going to die. 
you knew he was going to die. I was so sure he was going to get bitten or sacrificed. Oh, no, I knew he was going to shoot himself. But but, but, but as soon as he says, don't put your hand on the trigger, and then I'm like, oh, well, this is going to be good. And then I seriously, when he died, because it was so predictable he was going to die and so believable he would die by zombie that he didn't, I was like, hey, all right. I like that. I thought it was I thought it was great. I thought it was horrible that he slipped and shot himself. It's almost like... I mean, it just it just was so unnecessary. There's so much yeah. action everywhere all the time. I can totally appreciate and, it. But... And, and when they when they do make it in, and yep. they then they go and they uh, look at you know where we had this, where we had our zombie who turned everyone into zombies and and whatever it is that happened there, and we had the one guy finally killed all the zombies that we had here. Right. Blah blah blah. We get the information that we need. Yeah. And then they have this big trek where they have to make it back out again mm-hmm. and try to get the plane fueled, which involves – they fly to an Air Force base, so there are plenty of military people who are still there right? right. that are – that become part of at least trying to help them refuel the plane, and it becomes like this big mission yeah. with you know a right. complicated way of trying to figure out how to get it done, right? Right. Somewhere in the confusion there, we could have had the scientist guy yeah. get killed or or something. And, and it's not like nobody else died there right. because plenty of other people were dying yeah. all over the place. I, and yet the fact that he just slips and shoots right. himself, it was it. almost to me like, uh, you know, like they're getting out of the plane and all of a sudden somebody, somebody throws him a peanut and yeah, right. he catches it without thinking about it and goes, oh, no. I'm allergic to peanuts, right. and he drops dead. I thought right. you were going to say getting out of – because we were just talking about this the other day, getting out of a helicopter and you didn't duck low enough. <laughs> right. Know. No, you know what was funny? I And one of the other things is as they're leaving uh, – as Brad Pitt gets all of his intel and he's leaving, um, before I get to David Morse, who had a very interesting little part in the whole Korean thing, um, I love how they're like, okay, we have to be really quiet because they're attracted to noise. And this is all information that Brad Pitt is, is gaining and keeping in his head, right. whether it takes 12 seconds to turn, they're attracted to noise. They put them on three of the loudest, squeakiest bicycles <laughs> right. to be quiet right. in right. this rainstorm. And I'm thinking, you could have killed the scientist that way, just giving him the squeaky wheel and had the zombie get him. Well, see, but, and you know, but it, I'm like, why didn't they just walk out? Like, you can you can make less noise kind because, of power walking then you can uh, okay, biking slowly on those theory, wheels. Those were weird. Our theory, and I'm, I would have I'm, not com- I'm not convinced that I understand the theory, but yeah. our theory is that you can at least bike faster than people, and there's going to have to be a big truck involved right. making tons of noise with right. the gas. Right. Okay. So all, already we're making so just, much noise. I with heard the truck that bike, that and I was I was right. like, how do you say hell no in South Korean? Like I wouldn't have that's, gotten on that thing at all. That's one of those things where that bicycle only makes noise. Right. Because because when you right. pull a sword out of a scabbard, it goes right. ching. Right? Yeah. It, it, right? These are like movie noises was, that um, don't really right. exist in the world, the, but they have to be there. They in the keep movie. foley artists. It's like if if they had them riding those bikes, <laughs> yeah. and they weren't making that noise, right? There right. would be people in the audience going, "What are those things they're riding?" Right? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't understand there what's was, going there's on. There's a moment too when he's getting his information, and he and they've got David Morse, uh, who's uh, you'd probably recognize his face more than his name. He's a character actor, and he's got a an interesting scene, and at first I didn't understand why he was kind of talking oddly, but then I got it because Brad Pitt's asking him, like, he's in the trailer, and he's like, are you with the CIA? And he's like, yeah, but they're not with me, that kind of right, thing. Right. So he's a he's a technical prisoner of war selling weapons to the North Koreans, and he says, well, why not? You know, that kind of thing. Right. And he's like, how did the how did the Koreans know ahead of time? And he's like, the first moment they got wind of it, they pulled everyone's teeth. Right, and then as he's talking, you see he actually doesn't have any teeth in his mouth anymore. Right, he and he's there. like, with no teeth, right. you can't bite, and there's nothing more funny than a zombie trying to gum you. Like right. it just doesn't work. And it's interesting that scene is kind of a little spooky, a little weird when you start thinking about like the government just like saying, "Guess what? We're going to yank all your teeth out of everybody." Right. And then it's just you know I, I thought which, it was a weird throwaway moment, a, but which is another still, thing that doesn't actually make any sense. It, it was. I brought it up to it, say, except that it's just kind of this goofy thing to right. throw in. Right? And I right. think, I think it's going to be one of these things that when we read the book, and I want to read the book because the film was then maybe somehow it's something happens that it makes sense. All these right. little things that I think, if people are listening to us live or you know on a podcast later, um, 
I think they're all listening and going, yeah, that does make sense in the book. Like, I, this is just the perspective right. Maybe, of people that right. didn't see it. It's still cool. It's kind of brief. That's it's a possible, weird, but, but with the uh, with who the, knows with the time frame that things happen in, right? Right. You would have to not you only would. have a government <laughs> right. have they'd have pliers actually ready. have right. the ability yeah. to pull everyone's teeth in the whole country. Somehow you have to actually make that happen. But right. then also, if you don't, if you haven't done sufficient tests to know. <laughs> This yeah. is actually the only way it can happen. They can't scratch you with their fingernails. They can't right. bleed on you. They can't do anything. Then that is a lot of time that you're wasting pulling everyone's right. teeth. Right. Right? You could be spending doing – Building on Israeli do it, Right. Do it Which also we glazed over too. There was a moment um, before they got to uh, – before Brad Pitt and his family got safe, which is he's fighting the zombies in a stairwell, and he gets blood on him and in his mouth. Right, right. And he, he immediately and bursts that, out that of the And that was a really cool part. That was an part. awesome yeah. moment. He bursts out of the top of the, of, the, of the building, the stairwell, and runs to the ledge and teeters on the ledge. And his wife is like, what are you doing? Right. And he's counting. And you know, you know what he's counting for. He just, if he feels himself turning, he's jumping. You know? but, well, and, he, and he's like, I got blood in my mouth. I got blood in my mouth. And he's right. really panicky. And then, he, then he's like, but so – And, then and he I think it's very funny. It. He's like, but it's okay. Right. And she doesn't know about the 12-second rule yet. So what she's right. hearing so is, she's I got zombie like, blood in my mouth, but so I'm okay. she's just like, what the hell are you doing? It was not, funny, not that only was a that, great moment. I thought that was a really great moment. Not only that, but we're running from zombies. There's right. clearly you – know, here comes the helicopter. <laughs> and, he, yeah. and now you're just standing there on the right. ledge. Like, hey, I'm taking a look. But also, not only was it – I thought it was really cool because what he does – is not actually just go and stand near the ledge right. because like if he turns he will fall right but right. he actually goes and completely teeters yeah, on the edge on. like he's about to he just he's fighting to stay where he is. Yeah. that he can hold it and I and for me that was like because as soon as you start turning you jerk all around right. and right. it will make me fall right. if I start turning because I'm I'm so leaning over right because you know you got to think it's hard to it's jump. Hard. You yeah, know? it is. So he got, so he takes the control even out right. of himself because he leans so far forward. But right. that was a really cool part. And um, Muriel Enos, yep. who um, I, you know I, I'm not absolutely in love with, but she's she's been in uh, you know the the series The Killing, right? And I really she like her that. in that show. Yeah. Even after I hated that show, which you know, like <laughs> when the first season right. ended, that was like the craziest show in the last couple of years too because it had this huge following people loved it the first season ended and everyone hated it because right. the first season ended with such a goofy stupid thing that it was it, it was like and that's why you made me watch this whole season that's like right. the payoff i get that, i don't know I but it but it had the second season which you know still did really well and everything but i liked her in it yeah um and and she was good yeah, in this movie, she did what she had to do. She didn't she have fine. a lot. Yeah, she was going fine. on, but she was good. But she, I thought, was really good in that scene too, yeah, right. because <laughs> she like sold it. You know, yeah, she like, like reacted what to what he was yeah. doing, and it it was really cool. Yeah, but you know that also, like you were saying, with the uh, you know he's got the they make noise and you know back to Israel, mm -hmm. and you know that was another thing that I didn't like about the movie. Which part? Because he goes to Korea. Yeah. And mm -hmm. and they so now he's got people who have had the most experience of anyone right. pretty much yeah. with the zombies, and he gets there and they go they don't like the noise. If you make noise, they're attracted to the noise. And Brad Pitt's going, oh okay, I didn't I didn't know that. Right. I mean, I've just all I've seen is huge mountains of zombies right. attacking people and no time to analyze them or anything. And then from that second on, everywhere he goes in the movie, the first thing he says to people is not, don't make noise. <laughs> right? Right, right? Like when he's on the plane radioing in to Israel, he goes, you know, requesting permission to land, don't make noise. Right, yeah. Like, yeah. like isn't that – as soon as you learn anything about the zombies – and then obviously, see, if he had done that – right. We'd have had a different Israel, right? Right. There would have been. Well, because there's and there's a very and of course it happens when the hero's there. You know, it didn't happen any right. of the days didn't before. Didn't an hour ago. But yeah. they start letting people in. There's a celebration, and that there's uh, there's enough 
celebratory, you know, dance and singing that they're using. And a someone grabs a mic and, and it's just right. the feedback is what drives this massive that you see in the this is basically the scene you see in the movie trailers. Right. It's when the thousands and thousands, tens of thousands just descend on this walled city and they finally climb up over the backs of one another to get through. Uh, to get over rather the wall, and then all hell breaks loose. Right, and it is and... it is a weird thing to uh, see in the movie. Mm. I thought the this whole part where that happens because you know this is a really tall wall. <laughs> yeah, and and that is like a lot of people that That's you make into this crazy crazy mush pyramid right. that they all start climbing all over, and and it's just it's a weird scene to watch. I loved it's it. It's not. Uh, that in itself does not mean it's like good, bad, yeah. or, or anything it's else. Strange. It's just that it's weird to watch well, it's it like happening. Everything, and this is one of the things as we're going along and we're praising a lot of stuff. We haven't really said much about the special effects. We we talked about the 3D. There were two weird moments that the special effects seemed to fail, and I don't know whether they had no time or if it was just what they decided to do. And it was strange for me. The shots of the mob, the mass. Were all beautiful. I loved them. Yeah. You know, all the pull-away shots where there are, like, aerial shots and you see the city being overrun by just thousands. And they look like ants. And a, lot, and, and it's just and a lot better done than similar a types lot. of things in, in other movies. In yeah. that climbing the wall scene was weird to see, but I've seen it so much in the trailer now I was desensitized to it. But if I'd seen it fresh, I'd have been like, wow, that's, that's really amazing. And right. when they rush a bus and the bus cascades, and I know that's in the trailer too, bodies are just going everywhere. It doesn't look terribly fake but there was a moment there were two moments later when you kind of get a perspective of uh, like a zombie turns and you see them like get really agitated and it's really a shot only of them they look kind of fake look kind of weird mm-hmm. like so it was a strange thing but it doesn't happen much um but i really i really liked the special effects i did too the, and, the special effects were good and you know uh, this is one of those movies where it's like I bet that was a lot of fun to make. Yeah. And and that for me there are a couple of really quick parts where there were actually things in the movie that for me if I was in charge I would have shot it again. Because there were a couple yeah. of parts in this where it was almost like there are a couple of extras having too much fun being a zombie a little too, and yeah. they stand out yeah. too much. And uh, one of them is in the final rush to try and get out of Israel. Yep. There's there's a scene where they're running, and I'm like, you know what? There 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 are some people, there are some extras in this scene who I don't even know what we're doing. If they have a lot of makeup on, or we're just CGIing over people, or whatever, or you know, who knows how that how that's happening? But there there are a couple too many people. You know, I'm in a movie, you know, and that scene and in the zombie attack on the airplane. Yep. There are people climbing over each other and everything like that. And it's one thing if they're like really far in the background or something. Yeah. But it's a different thing when there when there are a couple people in your mad zombie rush in this tightly packed airplane who are kind of close in in the shot. Yeah. Who are like smiling kind of like going, woohoo, I'm a zombie. Yeah. I'm getting my close-up. Yeah, I, I saw a couple moments where I did that, too. Um, so, anyway, um, moving on with the movie, a little bit, anyway. I don't even know if we need to go uh, into the whole e- exactly yeah. what else happens. But eventually he ends up at a uh, World Health Organization facility in yep. Cardiff, yep. which, you know, bonus points to any movie, I think, who right. that mentions Cardiff, right? right. Um, and and they're very suspicious of him, and they yep. have their own little zombie problem that we don't find out until much later. And, you know, one thing that I thought was very strange in this movie, because it just hit me in a weird way, is that he gets to this facility in Cardiff where we've been able to block off part of the facility right, with no real way to get in or out. Although, clearly there is, if the zombies were pissed off enough and doing whatever they would they just bust through the glass of other places or jump out the windows or whatever, because it's not like we haven't seen them do exactly that if they've got something to chase. Right. But apparently you take the zombies. This is a first chance really that we get to see some zombies that are just captured. Right. Just basically that are just in one small contained place with no humans to turn into zombies because we've never really seen that. All we've seen is them running wild, attacking, right. and, free me, whatever, right? Everybody, yeah. And so Brad Pitt finally gets 
the chance to uh, see what happens. And and so we look through the monitors of yeah. the other part of this facility, which obviously is where we have to go. Yeah, I love that part too. <laughs> All the stuff we need is in the B-wing. And, uh, and I'll tell you, that part kind of uh, distanced me a little bit from the movie too because uh, what apparently happened is that you know, this facility is a huge disease studying place, whatever. Right. Right. And uh, one of their their chief guy who should be in charge of figuring out the problem was trying to figure out the problem right. and got some blood samples of zombies and was in the same room with them. I don't even know what happened, but somehow he turned into a zombie. And I'm like, well, uh, but no one bit him. And and how does that make any sense? Well, it makes sense because we want to have a place with a bunch of zombies, <laughs> and we're going to make up a way for that to have happened. And I'm know? gonna I'm gonna just throw this out because he's an old favorite of the show. This is the part of the film that Damon Lindelof was called in to fix. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> because this he was called in stuff. because they said we need some zombies over here. No, the, at Brad, the Pitt, end. Brad Pitt was like, you know, well, what? Yeah, the, the end of our film, the end of our film garbage, needs a little right. bit of work. We need to fix it. Brad Pitt is on record of saying it was atrocious, and he right. he paid Lindelof to come in and do some work. And usually, when you have to do that kind of quick work, it's two or three days. But I guess he he spent a few weeks right. and came up with this end scene. And this is, you know, I love just pointing out that. The mistakes are all demons. Right. But anyway, I mean, so obviously we have to, yeah. we have to have the stuff the he needs yeah. be in a place that's surrounded by zombies because otherwise that's a boring that's a, movie. Yeah, right? just walked out the movie hall. would just be right. over right now. Yeah. If, because uh, he has a theory. He comes up with a theory after, throughout his travels, he's obviously noticing everything that happens in a very, you know, Sherlock Holmesian right. way that it doesn't matter if the zombie's like 10 feet behind him and he's running for his life. He, right. he still takes everything in. That's why he's the and best. That's right. So he's got his theory. They need some stuff. And But what I thought was interesting. <laughs> I love that summation. What was interesting to me was they have this little whole area basically. But, the, but in this facility, you know, they have yeah. the cameras everywhere. So it's like, hey, we can right. watch the zombies that are over there that we better not go anywhere near, right? Yeah. And... As soon as they start showing them, so when they're not agitated or have people to eat, right. they're just kind of like practically dormant. Yeah. They just kind of stand there. They're sort of shuffling around a yeah. little bit. And and as soon as we start looking at that, I just got like flashbacks of warm bodies yeah. when when they're just standing in the airport. Yep. They're just like, I'm just kind of shuffling yep, around. Just kind of went, There's nothing yep. to do. They don't even right. They don't even roam around because the they don't of them, they roam around sit much. Or they're just right. standing and turning. But there's right. really no mobility unless there's a uh, an agitator. Right. 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 Yeah. So it was very weird. Yeah. And and the funny thing, the funny thing for me was. Uh, we see a bunch of them. There's apparently 80 people supposedly are yep. are in that whole area, and we see a whole bunch of them. Yeah. And like you said, there's like you know some of them are just laying there. Yeah, they're not even moving. Some of them are just sitting there. Mostly they're kind of standing, and they're just kind of standding there in place almost. Yeah, and, and they and they're hardly doing anything. They might turn yeah. a little bit. Yeah, whatever. Except the one they have to get past. Right. He's the most animated. Right. That <laughs> guy's on duty. Yeah. I just thought that was like seriously hilarious. Why you have enough problems for them <laughs> to have to get past right. without setting up the, you know, obvious curiosity zombie yeah. at exactly the right place that they have to go past. Right. There's no way they can go around. Right. Except that then they go around all yeah, different I ways know, and they I go know. all different directions and it's uh, it's so off. there's so much at the end that kind of turns everything really cheesy and I thought it was so weird after watching and, and the very end of the movie I have to say was completely disappointing. I knew you for didn't me. like that. I don't know if I knew any other way it was going to end. I didn't. I just didn't love that. It's just kind of like uh, we're out of film. So yeah. this well, is, and so I mean, it's, it's not, yeah, it's kind of like a Brad Pitt gets reunited with his family, and there's a like a voiceover denouement of in the moment that it starts, he says, uh, you know, the war isn't over, and you know, eventually he's going to say it's just begun. You right, know, he right. talks a few more sentences, 
And and I guess at that point, I kind of understood that, you know, along the way, this film's been very popular, very anticipated, and you hear all the horror stories about all the problems and reshoots and budget and right. all the difficulty. If I'm not terribly surprised. When we went to go see this and when I said afterwards that I was way more happy with it than I thought I was going to be, I never, ever, ever expected the end to be great. Going well, in, right, right. Going in Obviously, and knowing everything about it, even if I was surprised by the first 80% of it, I knew that it was probably going to never stick the landing, and that was I was always all right with right, that. Right, because and, it and always still, had that problem. Like I see what you're saying about it, but it, it really you, does just get to the end and go, and, and that's it. If uh, you, you know, uh, but if you haven't read the book though, and right. you go into this movie, uh, and you're you know you're just average moviegoer, don't really know anything about the story. What you're thinking going in is that at the end. Right. We will have a solution right. or we will win or you know right. something will happen. Obviously, we've got uh we're probably not going to find the magic you know dust that turns everyone back to normal. Right. Cuz that's a whole different movie, yeah. right? Right. But you expect something to happen where where basically it's over. Yeah. And what you what you get, which maybe will work for some people yeah. and maybe won't is you know, it's it's completely not the end, right. <laughs> and and we don't even really get like it's sort of like watching the Lord of the Rings trilogy. You know, like the first movie ends by going, "This is where we're going to stop telling the story," yeah. not because there's a really great ending or there's right. kind of a wrap up or yeah. you know, there's a there's a you reason know, for it to end. But this is just kind of like. And, and this is where I decided to it's stop almost, talking. And we talked about, yeah, we talked about this briefly. I don't know anything about the book in detail, except that there's the very weird possibility, and again, I'm just guessing, that that was the end of that character's story in the book. Because it's an oral history of what happened after the apocalypse, right, as right. far as the book goes. I have, Maybe no, the I book, have no idea where the book gets I don't to even either. Know, I don't even, the book I, yeah, this might have, better. This might have been an extrapolated, just this World Health Organization, United Nation guy's story and right. in the book it might just be like okay now the general picks up and he's like well this is how we fought the war i yeah. don't know but it, it, in the movie it ends quick and again i think it's interesting it's, it's off, rare it's usually off. one of us has read the story right. that we're about to see the film for and it was interesting that neither of us had um but also kind of in a way to see if we would both like it as much as we did and we were right. pretty close and and you know like we said we're getting uh pretty close on time but you know, we both liked it more than now yeah. we're talking about lots of bad things. <laughs> and and that's exactly, right. I think, how the movie went for me. Because, you know, the first two-thirds of the movie, I I really liked a lot. Yeah. It, was, it was fun, and it was uh, as much action as it should have yeah. mixed with enough things that are not action. It had a good that, balance, yeah. You know, you're not just sitting there going... Okay, more, more of people that, are getting killed right. by zombies or whatever. Right. And and it moved along well and it had, you know, interesting threads tying people together. Yep. You know, I didn't like the guy shooting himself, you did, but <laughs> I don't know, kind of you know, wherever that fits into the spectrum, I right. really liked the the whole Israel part and everything. Once they make it to the to the World Health, Health Organization. Organization place, for me, it was like a completely different movie. There yeah. still were some okay moments in it, right? Yep. But as soon as we get there, it's almost like Brad Pitt shows up and knocks on the door of the cabin in the woods. Right. It, it was like yeah. – it all of and, a sudden was like goofy zombie movie. They have to be quiet. They walk mm-hmm. through, so he obviously kicks a can and makes noise. Right. Nowhere in there is there – in this whole – building have they ever come up with any weapon better than an axe and a right. crowbar yeah. and stuff and and well, that's all in another block and, you know? right that's in the weapon building that's, in the we- <laughs> that's where we have all the machine well, guns and it's, but yeah and it's no surprise that this is also like what you're saying is that's the part of the film where they really stopped and reshot everything like and, once he leaves and, israel and that's the end it, of the original movie and made it really yeah really weird and goofy feels and, different. and all of the you know we have to all of the steps that are total cheesy, like horror movie goofiness, even the fact that, you know, they crash in this plane and they walk 
like 20 miles yeah, or knows? something. Yeah. They have to walk a long way, yeah. right? 15 feet from the door is where Brad Pitt has had enough yeah. and falls down and can't move again. He, it's like, that's somewhere. how far yeah. I made it. Right. Not, right. I, I, he's been walking for like six hours or something. Yeah. Who knows? But it's just cheesy that he falls down yeah. right there and goes, nope, that's it. That's yeah. as far as I can go. <laughs> And and then yeah. we even get to the point where he gets to the he gets to the room he has to get to, and then well no one in the history of the world has ever you know pushed a security code and pulled a door open right without having both hands completely free so I have to right. put my crowbar down outside right. of here so that I won't have it when there's another zombie I mean it's just so yeah. Like I don't know, it, it, it was look, filled right. with parts. You're that right. Were there were there were crazy. a lot of there were a lot of stumbling moments in the end. But in the end, I still liked it. Right. And I think the part finally where they get, you know, they get their answer. Right. For now, anyway, I thought Brad Pitt did really, he really hit that weirdly good with that. Yeah, he hit it really well. Especially in the face of yeah. I'm watching all this goofiness, yeah. and he still somehow managed to kind of pull that off really yeah. well. I thought, I thought that was really good, and he was a lot of fun. Um, but we're totally out of time. Yeah, that's fine. So we can be done. Uh, we should we should just uh, say we will see you next week. Yep. And I'm not sure what we'll be doing. We'll figure it um, out. In two weeks, we'll be doing Pacific Rim. We may go back next week to something like the Bling Ring or sure. something that came out. You know, something that came out here. Okay. Uh, but the live show is going to cut right now, and I think we'll just let it go and yeah. say thank you very much for tuning in. And remember to subscribe and tell your friends. Yeah, thanks. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minion! More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.